listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for an episode that we have internally talked about for a year and a half already and finally getting around to it uh, because there was so much excitement this past weekend, not with Christmas, not with our latest recap of insert Christmas movie here. Not even about the Amazing Race finale, which uh, we may or may not ever get around to talking about, but about the hottest show on TV and the savior of the Star Wars galaxy, The Mandalorian, and The Mandalorian Season 2 finale, uh, which we are going to break down here. Bits and pieces about Season 2 in a whole, as a whole, but uh, mostly just the finale. And, uh, well, let's just be honest, the last five minutes. That's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> My name is Grogu? And my name is Ben, and I've been waiting a long time to be able to finally say this in an episode because it didn't exist when we did Star Wars, and now it does. McClunky! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Woo! And yet, we covered the um, Lego Star Wars holiday special, and I don't even think we mentioned the McClunky no. dropping in that episode. I, f- I feel we've brought it up at some point on another episode this year, like in passing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, sadly, that edit of A New Hope <laughs> didn't exist when we were we were doing the recaps last year. So McClunky, yeah. yes, McClunky. Uh, McClunky would have been a better name for Baby Yoda than Grogu. I'm just saying yeah. it, but uh, <laughs> well, maybe they'll... Little baby uh, McClunky. Baby McClunky, yeah. Yep. But uh, Mandalorian is just taking us back when this show first aired. We were in the midst of covering all the Star Wars movies and clearly had no time to cover this week by week. Uh, but we... We're so burnt out after the rise of Skywalker that our plans of, yeah, you know what? In January, maybe we'll actually just start recapping this. It just never happened. Uh, now season two's aired and we're like, we got to talk about the Mandalorian. We got to talk about the Mandalorian. Let's not start at episode one. Let's start at episode 16. So, hence why we're here. And let's be <laughs> honest, we are here to talk about the last five minutes of that episode. Oh, wow. Um, just, just Can we just reiterate, this is a spoiler episode. So right yes. now- just warning people, if you are listening to this thinking that we're just going to be doing a spoiler-free review or something like that, you've avoided it, you haven't seen it. No, this is a spoiler episode, okay? To prove that point, Han Solo dies. So, just, yeah. <laughs> just that, there's your spoiler. If I've spoiled it for you, I'm sorry. But, um, no, it's, it's interesting because um, I think we had done all of the Star Wars movies. Like, we had actually pre-recorded all of them maybe just when this had started or just beforehand because we mm-hmm. we did bank those you know a little bit before we well sort of nearly as we were releasing them and it's actually interesting to think that this time last year on the day that we were recording this and we're going to release this the same day as we recorded this so if you're listening to this on the day it's coming out uh in north america at least it's the the 20th of december 2020 the year that we all died um <laughs> And I, I believe I looked at my on this day on like my social media. It was basically a year ago to the day that we were all seeing Rise of Skywalker. So oh, yeah. it's kind of interesting to think that here we were 12 months ago on this like, wow, we're going to see this. We want this cameo. We want this. We want that. Like we were all in anticipation and it was just a massive turd that we yeah. didn't want to ever talk about. This time around, I think kind of I went into the finale of this going, okay, it's been a solid season. I enjoyed this show. Um, you know, I, I reckon it might go here, here, and it'll set up something for the next season. I was not thinking that we were going to get like what mm-hmm. we got in the last five minutes. Even when it was happening, I'm like, oh no, it's not. Like it, that's not. No, 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 no. So, um, and like, so what generally happens in watching this show is that Mallory and I started watching this a year ago when we were in New Zealand. Then we'd gone back to Hobart for Christmas and my dad had never seen it. And Mallory's mum had flown over for, to Australia for Christmas last year as well. She had never seen it. So we kind of 
Mallory and I binged it again with them, um, basically before uh, we left, and then they both loved it. So then when the season this year started, Mallory's mum's like, no, you can't watch it without me. And she comes over generally on a Sunday or we go to her house. So we generally wait, like it comes out on a Friday. We wait two days and watch it on the Sunday. I've actually been very good all year and I have waited to the Sunday to watch it, even with a few spoilers, like the Ahsoka Tano episode. I kind of was spoiled mm-hmm. that she was going to appear in it uh, and things like that. This one, it just so happened to be that, because Mallory works a weird job where she sometimes starts at like one or two o'clock in the morning. I had gone to bed basically at the same time Mallory was going to work. So it was like one o'clock. And I was kind of just on my phone, as you do before you go to bed. And then I kind of saw it like pop up on my social media, like latest episode of The Mandalorian or the finale is now out. And I'm just like, eh, fuck it. I'm going to watch it. Like, you know, what, 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 why not? <laughs> so I <laughs> laid in bed the other night and watched it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm so... And on the day of recording, uh, Mallory has not seen it yet. We're going to watch it tonight with her mum. She knows I've seen it. I, I'm honest with her. Um, but I've been teasing. <laughs> You're not cheating on her or no. anything. <laughs> I've, 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 you know, that I keep a secret, Colin. But um, <laughs> for, for two days, I've been like, "You got to watch Mandalorian. You got to watch Mandalorian." And because we live with the brother too, he's been like, "Yeah, you got to watch Mandalorian. You got to watch Mandalorian." <laughs> and like just so yeah. Uh, and then I messaged you basically as soon as it ended, like, "You've got to watch the Mandalorian." And I think you were how many episodes behind at that point? You because you you didn't watch the this last when two. it first got released, did you? Well, I watched the, the original Mandalorian. We were watching week by week uh, last year. And then with about three episodes left, uh, we fell behind for one week and I had something spoiled. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I'll watch Rise of Skywalker. I'll wait for the season to be over. The season ended. I had the end of the season spoiled and I just didn't want to get back around to it. I, I Several times I tried to uh, watch again, like January, February. But this is one of the few shows that Jamie and I watched together. So I would always say, okay, when I, re- I still remember when episode one of The Mandalorian aired, I said, okay, I want to watch this show. If you want to watch this with me, Jamie, let me know, but make sure you keep up with me. And she says, no, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. One episode airs, two episodes airs, and she's like, you have to watch this with me. Like, don't, don't, don't get ahead. So I spent all of 2020 not seeing the last two episodes of The Mandalorian, just waiting for her. And it wasn't until the, the night that the premiere aired, that the season two premiere came out, that we watched the end of season one, which I had already had spoiled for me. Uh, since then, we've been able to watch it every single week because we actually have childcare for um, Friday nights. And we didn't get around to seeing the last two episodes prior to this. So that would be basically the Boba Fett. If we're in the Boba Fett trilogy with these last three episodes, that's what we missed. Um, so we binged this Boba Fett trilogy all in one shot on Friday night. Uh, and part of why I really wanted to watch this day of is that I knew there'd probably be something big that happened. I didn't know what it would be, but not wanting to have the previous two episodes spoiled like they were. I'm like, okay, we're watching this now. Like, I don't care. We're watching it. Jamie wasn't even able to watch. She was folding laundry almost the entire time. And only before let's just say it right now before the Luke reveal comes at the end what? of this. It, oh, sorry. And Han Solo dies. And, and what? And, 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 be telling me that Luke's got a weird father or something. And well, somebody doesn't like funny, sand. Funny you should say that, but like, do we know for a fact Han is uh, Ben Skywalker, Ben Solo's father? Dunno. Never, never been proven. I mean, Luke and Leia were pretty frisky uh, a couple of years earlier. <laughs> and Kyle <laughs> That's going to be season three. Screws loose. Incest. You know, he did. It, yeah. It makes things go wrong. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like not wanting to get it spoiled, we watched it and she was able to watch that one part, uh, which I definitely got a much bigger reaction than she did. And that's what we really have to talk about. Because I'll be honest, I'm seeing so many people online who are saying like, this is the greatest episode of the greatest TV show in history. And I'm like, 
you remove the last five minutes from it. It's probably not even my favorite episode of the year. It was decent, but it, it is what it is. It's simple. It's straightforward. It's a rescue operation. But that last five minutes, like I was anticipating we were going to get Luke as soon as Ahsoka said, yeah, you know, you got to find another Jedi who could train him or whatever. I'm like, okay, we're eventually going to get Luke. I'm thinking season three, they're going to build towards that. When they said it first, oh, it's a Jedi. My first thought was Ahsoka's coming back because mm, yeah. we had already had the, the Bo-Katan uh, episode earlier in the season, which was another big character that they, you know, uh, had live action debut of. And they brought her back in this episode. I'm like, oh, they're bringing Ahsoka back. It's going to be everybody coming back. It was only when we saw the robe, I kept thinking like, is this actually going to be it? Is this going to be it? And then when I saw the robe, I'm like, oh, it's Luke. Oh, he moves like Luke. Oh, 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 it's Luke. It's Luke. And I was like jumping up and down. I'm like, yes, it's Luke. It's Luke. It's Luke. <laughs> and Jamie's just like, sit down. I can't see the TV. Uh, that was all the excitement. The, the way that they filmed it, everything was just, it was, you pointed out to me, which I didn't even draw the parallels. And apparently I'm the only person who didn't, that it, it's almost like shot for shot, you know, the, the mood, the lighting, everything exactly the same as Darth Vader's, uh, you know, big moment at the end of Rogue One. And it was just the perfect surprise because I feel like there's so many things that they revealed before the season started. We knew we were going to be getting Bo-Katan. We knew we'd be getting Ahsoka. We knew we were going to be getting Boba Fett or, at least, you know, Temuara Morrison. This was the one thing that I thought they're saving it for season three. And then to spoil it at the end of uh, season two, it, it was the best surprise. It was the best Christmas present Lucasfilm has ever given us. <laughs> Except for the Star Wars holiday special. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting you mentioned about like sort of the last five minutes and then you mentioned Rogue One. I, I liken this episode to Rogue One in that like Rogue One's fine, uh, but it's the last part that like blows yeah. you away. This is exactly what this episode is because I would agree with you. It's probably not my favorite episode of the season, but I think the high that you get from that last five minutes is enough that you will forever remember this as kind of one of those event moments in TV. And... I, I, for one, have have loved The Mandalorian. I, I think, hands down, it is easily the best thing that Disney has done since they've bought Star Wars. And you and I have talked a few times about how, like, where is this storytelling in the sequels? Like, I mean, th this mm -hmm. is what we needed in the movies. Like, this kind of original story mixed, <clears throat> excuse me, enough with the sort of the, the old stories to connect it in a way that it's not just shoved down your throat. Like... I've seen people complaining that Luke shows up because it's like, oh, this Mandalorian's been standing on his two feet. It doesn't need to rely on the other ones. Well, it's not relying on the other ones. It's like a harmless cameo. Like, this is what you could have done in the in the sequels, you know? Like, the prequels mm. did this. They kind of just like, oh, here's a random, like, appearance from this character or here's how this, like, you know, and people complain about that. So, again, didn't we talk about this in the holiday special? You can never please Star Wars fans. But yeah. um, I, I didn't... So I, I was exactly the same as you. I thought it was Ahsoka. Like as soon as, like when the X-Wing first, when you see the X-Wing, I was straight away like, oh, cool, the Rebels are here. Like, you know, sweet, mm -hmm. you know. Because like the thing that I also really appreciate about that moment is that it's one of those dire situations in a movie or TV show where you are legitimate like, holy fuck, how are they going to get out of this? You know, They're going to kill like, a bunch of people in this finale. <laughs> Toy Story 3, like the famous incinerator scene, right? Like yeah. it's like literally like they're dead. Like there's, there's, there's no escape for them. Um, so then you see the X-Wing and I'm like, okay, cool rebels. And then all of a sudden when you see it's sort of a person and I'm thinking like, oh, it's Ahsoka, like clearly it's Ahsoka. And then kind of, it started to click. Cause then when you see the robe and then you saw the green lightsaber, I'm like, is that Luke? No, it's not Luke. Like that's too obvious. I'm like, no, yeah. they wouldn't do Luke. And then I, cause I read an article when, um, that episode came out when Ahsoka's like, oh, you know, 
you'll have to connect with the Jedi. And there was all these theories about which Jedi it could be. There was a big talk during the week that Mace Windu uh, basically was teased yeah. as coming back. But of course it was, I mean, if that was a purple lightsaber, like straight away, like <laughs> holy, I would have still been excited if it was Mace. Um, and then it wasn't until the robe came off that I was fully on board, like, holy <laughs> crap, it's Luke. Um, and the thing that also I loved about it too was it was Mark Hamill, like, as in, mm-hmm. obviously, like, de-aged, de-aged, and I, I believe he would have done the voice, I'm guessing, too. Yeah. Um, and on his social media, he's basically come out and said, like, this has been in the works for a year and it didn't get leaked. And he's like, he's like this is rare. Um, you know, that this is can last this long without it being spoiled in today's day and age. So just everything about it was just, just so fantastic. And like just the emotional scene, like when, uh, you know, he takes his helmet off and you've got Grogu, to, oh, like it, it struck a chord. And R2D, yeah. the thing is everyone keeps forgetting is R2D oh, yeah, makes R2. an appearance too. <laughs> Which I also jumped out of my chair for when it happened. I'm like, it's R2! <laughs> Everyone's all like, oh, Luke, Luke, Luke. It's like, R2's there as well. <laughs> but like the thing that I... The, the thing also, like, the post credit scene with the Bob a bit, which we can talk about. But, like, just everything about it, and I love the way it ended because there's enough questions that you've got to ask moving forward. And, like, this show has kind of turned into the Baby Yoda show, which, of course, there's reasons mm-hmm. for, right? Because Baby Yoda's awesome. No one doesn't like him. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, it's it's interesting now moving forward that clearly Grogu's not going to be a part of this show. Like, where does it go from here? And it's kind of... It's kind of exciting, though, because we didn't go into this series thinking it's... We had no idea that this was going to be Baby Yoda at all. And that first episode mm-hmm. threw us. We're like, wow, okay, cool. So now we can kind of explore these other possibilities with it, which is going to be very exciting. So, um, yeah, I think... I, 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 I loved the final five minutes. It was great. I think I like this season as a whole more than the first season. But mm-hmm. even these episodes that people bag out that say are terrible, I still love. Like that first season episode where they're rescuing the bald guy who came back last week. Like, I love that episode. Yeah. Everyone bagged it yeah. out. I don't get why people hated that episode. But anyway. I, I hated that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that episode. <laughs> but like season two as a whole, uh, you know, we talked, there's been, su- there was such a negative response early on. I'd say for the first three, maybe even four episodes, uh, it probably wasn't until they got to Ahsoka's appearance where people were like, oh, they're going somewhere with this. And I think that it's only been a year, but people forgot the fact that this is this type of storytelling the Mandalorian had, Mm. even in season one. I remember before season one aired and they released the cast and I got really excited because Carl Weathers, you know, who is in the first couple of Rocky movies. I mean, he's he's an icon, a predator. You know, he's tons of stuff in the 80s. And to know that he was coming back for a major role and this was kind of billed as Pedro Pascal, Carl Weathers, Gina Carano, and I'm a massive Gina Carano fan. So I was picturing this show where it would be like a crew every single week. And so when we're like Carl Weathers in the first episode, I think, then not for a couple weeks, Gina Carano doesn't appear until episode four in season one. I started to put my head together. I'm like, this is going to be just one guy and then one baby, you know, as you mentioned. And every once in a while, somebody's going to pop up. And it's sort of, it set the stage for a show that, that isn't reliant on every character needs their piece. Let's bring somebody in when we need to use them. Going into season two, it was the exact same thing with me where they started releasing, not the cast, but these are all the characters from outside of the Mandalorian. They're going to appear. They said, we're going to get Ahsoka. We're going to get Bo-Katan. We're going to get Temiora Morrison coming back. And it's just name after name after name. And I started to think they're bloating this season. It's eight episodes. This is too much. They're not going to be able to fit all this in. And they found a way to fit it in by just let's have just one episode on Ahsoka. And somehow it doesn't feel like 
you know, the TV shows that you grow up on, like let, Smallville would be a perfect example. They say, we're going to do an episode and we're going to use this classic DC villain. And then you watch the episode, I'm like, okay, that was all right. But like one and done, like uh, let's, let's use them a little bit more. I was okay with a lot of the one and dones here. Um, the the Bo-Katan coming back and this was just a bonus. But when you are tied to Grogu now as being the second part of the show, I feel like that would get really tough, especially if it wasn't the original plan. And I'm curious whether season three is going to find a way to incorporate him back in in episode one. Because I, I sort of feel like we're probably going to get him maybe later into season three. Like they're going to take a step back from that story, yeah. uh, which is why the previous episode, the um, uh, the the one with they brought the bald guy back, as you said, which actually might have been my favorite episode of the season. Uh, that one was almost like testing the audience. Do you have the patience to sit through this without growing? He wasn't in it, was he? That was the first episode he wasn't, we didn't yeah. even have him at all. Exactly, yeah. And uh, and I feel like even in this episode, you know, it makes the appearance at the end. So I'm curious as to whether they're going to make this more of a standalone Mandalorian show where Grogu's going to be an important part, but Grogu's going to become like a Gina Carano or a Carl Weathers or a Bo-Katan now where let's bring them in one, two, three times a season, but only when necessary. And I, I mean, it's definitely a risk because, I mean, Baby Yoda has just gone through the stratosphere in terms of, you know, popularity of, of characters in 12 months. Well, but... did, didn't they tease at the end of this, the Book of Baby Yoda series coming? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I mean, the thing that I like that's come out of this as well is that, you know, I've watched 10,000 theory videos because like the big question is, if Luke takes Grogu, then well, is, is Grogu killed by Kylo Ren in his yeah. academy, like in the future and things like this? And like... This is a kind of always the interesting thing when you've got a, a product like The Mandalorian where, you know, this is obviously, what, five years after Return of the Jedi. There's always questions in there. You and I often talked about, like, well, how does he not know what a Jedi is? This is only 20 or so years removed from the Clone Wars. And then you've got mm. to ask, like, well, where's Ahsoka Tano in, in all these kind of, you know, the original trilogy and things like that. But it's kind of... They've, I think they've, this is a one good thing that Disney has at their disposal is they've got a lot more free will when they've got, say, like a Grogu here that, yeah, we're like, okay, well, where was he during the original trilogy and, and that? And it was sort of explained to us, you know, he was at the temple and then was put in hiding. And then now we've kind of got the, okay, well, what's going to happen to him now that Luke's got him? Like, this is the one thing which is a good thing not being so tied to, say, the original trilogy or the prequels is that this is Disney's canon now. They can basically do what they want and... You know, he might get killed in the temple by Kylo and he might still be alive at the end of, you know, episode nine, episode, uh, yeah, episode nine. So, like, he's going to be in episode 10. I don't know. But um, one thing you're talking about, like, Smallville, like, kind of using them for a character, like, an episode here and there, like, the complete opposite was almost in the show, like, Gotham, where they kind of just overdid it. And it was kind of like, yeah. you know, I think kind of like every episode now, oh, he's 20 appearances by the Penguin and the Riddler yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Like, okay, we get it. They're Batman villains. Um, they don't mm-hmm. all best friends at high school. Like, this isn't how it works. <laughs> um, it's, it's a James Bond Jr. show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just, uh, it's, it's so exciting. Like, you know, obviously during the week two, they had, you know, 51,000 sequels and prequels and spin-offs and all that kind of stuff that we're excited about. I think we talked a little bit about in the holiday special, but then we get this book of Boba Fett kind of thing at the end, which was not announced. And can I just point out like that first episode I had messaged you kind of like, you got to watch the episode because yeah. you know, you kind of get Tamara Morrison at the end there. But can I just say that I am so happy that Ming-Na Wen came back. Can I just oh, say yeah. Ming-Na Wen 
let me drink your Kool-Aid. You're like 57, 58. <laughs> you haven't aged a day since you were in ER. Like, you look absolutely insanely beautiful and incredible. And she's maybe my favorite character in this whole show. I don't know. Like, I just... Really? I, Oh, I love her so much. I I think she is fantastic. Like I don't I don't buy into the like I don't dislike Gina Carano. She's fine, but like I watch it with Mallory oh, and Mum. Oh, get off this show! <laughs> and they're both like, oh, she's so amazing, and blah 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 blah. Like, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, she's fine. Like, like I don't know. Like, I like my people like that to act a bit better. She's kind of a bit wooden <laughs> and one dimensional to me. Um, That's the appeal of her. <laughs> but like between Ming Na Wen. Uh, I'll say I've I've never knew who Pedro Pascal was before the show, and I think he's fantastic. Um, and of course, I am gonna absolutely scream off a mountaintop for Giancarlo Esposito because this man mm. is born to play any villain. Like he needs to be a Bond villain. I know it would be such a cliche to get him as a Bond villain, but I mean, we had Christoph Waltz. That was a cliche. Like Giancarlo Esposito is just like. Oh, I know you're not a Breaking Bad fan, but like coming off Breaking Bad to this, that you can even make a still an absolute prick of a villain be different from your prick of a villain in Breaking Bad. Like, mm-hmm. oh, just Giancarlo Esposito, you, well, marry me. Like, what a man. Yeah. You know what's interesting about him is that I wasn't sold on him from the first season. Maybe it's because I didn't see Breaking Bad and I wasn't, I, I'm sure I've seen him in one or two things before, but I wasn't like that familiar with him as an actor where I got excited that he was part of the show. And to, have him sort of revealed, I guess, in the season one finale as the big villain. I was like, this is a bit of a letdown. Even when they had him emerge with the Darksaber. Like, I know of the Darksaber because of the Clone Wars TV series. So that was kind of the exciting moment to me. But I'm like, this guy, like, he, I, I don't buy him as the big villain. And it was really the last couple episodes, um, the the torture scene that he had with Grogu. Uh, and then the rescue one in this. The rescue one specifically I want to point out because I think that John Favreau found something with the villains in this that uh, Disney has eluded Disney up until now. Uh, I'm not knocking Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is the best thing by far about the sequel Agreed. trilogy, 100%. but he, he, he's something different. He doesn't follow that prototype of a star Wars villain, which is they have to just be scum of the earth, you know, and not care about it. They're not like hammy in any ways, you know, it's not campy. It's not hammy. They're just scum of the earth and they're just oblivious to everything. Who cares? Right. And he, he really nailed that in this episode. It's that gentleman thing, that that Grand Moff Tarkin and uh, whatever Ben Mendelsohn's character's name was, uh, Krennic in Rogue One, uh, even a bit of General Grievous, just like, I'm going to be very eloquent with my words, but I'm the scumbag at heart. <laughs> well, that's what he does so well, because like Breaking Bad, like he's just like this proper kind of like gentleman who's so calm and unassuming. But, like, he will rip your head off in an instant and he's, like, just mm. an absolute prick. Whereas, like, I think kind of he's a bit more, like, sleazy and a bit more out there as a villain in this as compared to Breaking Bad. But he's still got that level of it. And you're talking about, like, kind of uh, those sort of levels that John Favreau has done so well. And can we just say, on the day we're recording this, we're about to record Elf as soon as we've done this. We're John Favreau's yeah. Sunday, essentially. Um <laughs> And we've bagged him out this Super year. Super Favreau Sunday. Yeah, super, like we bagged him out this year with the Lion King. Like, how did he do the Lion King when he's so good at some other things? But yeah. um, like you and I joked at length last year about like behind the scenes of like the Empire, like dental for stormtroopers and things like that. Like, but there was this, you know, all jokes aside, like this episode when that guy's holding the um in the, the ship hostage and he's basically talking about like I was on the Death Star, like countless millions killed that no one cares mm-hmm. about. Like we wanted to free like I love that perspective. Like I love like mm-hmm. I would love to get 
and we sort of had this in some of the video games, but I would love to get like a movie or a TV show where it's completely from the perspective of the Empire. And like yeah. actually, and like that's what I've really enjoyed this season. We had that last week too in the canteen, like kind of just, and like that's what's also really fascinated me about the Mandalorian because like the Empire is meant to be dead. And I think you and I have talked about, well, just because they blow up a Death Star, like that doesn't erase them completely from the galaxy. Like you've still yeah. got these factions, right, that... Clearly. Isn't it great that Al-Qaeda went away back yeah. in 2003, 2004? As soon as Osama bin Laden died, they're gone. No, nothing <laughs> yeah. more from them. Like, but, like, this is what I like. And, like, you and I could have sort of said during the sequel trilogy, like, well, how did the Empire become the First Order? Like, it's the same thing. And maybe we'll get that explained. I'm hoping we do because then maybe it'll make sense. But I like this. I like the fact you've got these factions and they're still kind of – like, they've got no power, but they're still very military, right? They've still got their positions. They're still like, soldier, talk to me. And, like, it's just so clever. Like, it's just, it's, where was this in the sequel trilogy? This is, yeah. this is my Star Wars. This is what I wanted. <laughs> and because it also, sorry, get me on a tangent. Like, it, it connects the prequels enough where, like, I felt the sequel trilogy just forgot about the prequels. Like, fuck the prequels. Mm-hmm. We're doing our own thing. Whereas this, it combines everything. Like you've got yeah. the original trilogy, you've got the prequel. Like this just accepts everything, and oh, it's so good. You can and have it, I mean, the uh, animated world. This is embrace the animated yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, Rebels, uh, Clone Wars, everything. I'm sure that they're going to find a way to tie into the uh, Star Wars holiday uh, legal holiday special exactly. too. <laughs> whip, whipster, <laughs> whip, whipster. Well, they mentioned Life Day in like the first or second ever episode. Yeah. We got a, we got a, a, um, a Gungan reference in the first season. So, you know, like it's there's little caveats there. And like the thing too, like they also play up to like the humour of it. There was that, I think it was the finale of the first season we had the Stormtroopers and they were like deliberately, like they were trying to shoot at something and they were missing. Like, why are we missing? Yeah. Well, maybe our guns <laughs> off. Um, also, can I just point out though, I've been dying to say this because we don't do episode recaps and we'll talk about this when we eventually do it. But um, notice that the one episode which Stormtroopers hit their target was the one episode they're actually being good and that we, our heroes needed. That was last week. That ah, the Stormtroopers like, didn't, uh, hit their target when the heroes needed them to. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many reasons why why episode 15 was my favorite. They had to that favorite. episode. That, that, they that, did, that, that. yeah. <laughs> but when we get to that, that's why I love that one so much is mostly for that one scene, you know, uh, the, the canteen scene, as you mentioned. It was just so good. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, a couple of things to just quickly touch on here. Uh, you mentioned Ming-Na Wen, you know, coming oh. back. I was a surprise. I was sorry. I need to mention Katie. Yo, oh, I so love good. that woman to death. Oh, yeah. So and good. I mean, I don't know. You, you've probably never seen the Battlestar Galactica TV She's show. That she... That's enough for me. <laughs> oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, the Battlestar Galactica show. I never watched the whole thing, uh, but like the first two seasons, uh, you know, I, I watched pretty steadily. And I mean, again, she was the best thing on that. And the exact opposite type of character that you would expect somebody like her to play. Uh, and she had done, done the voice of Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars series. Ah. So that was just a, a cool twist. I remember when somebody released, you know, you always get these now where fans will make a picture. This is what it would look like if this person, pl- if Sebastian Stan plays Luke Skywalker, <laughs> even though he's older than Mark Hamill ever was. Uh, but when the, that was first released, I thought it was a fan poster. Until I'm like, no, she's actually playing Bo-Katan. That was so exciting. But that moment where they had, uh, let's just call it the uh, the, the Captain Marvel uh, Avengers girl shot. Uh, <laughs> where yeah. the, the four female characters. Now, the one disappointment I'll have in there is uh, Bo-Katan's right-hand woman or whatever. Uh, I don't think you're familiar with her. But she's, uh, she's like the biggest uh, female wrestler in WWE. And there's very little about, I, I continue to watch China. WWE because I have been, <laughs> yes <I thought China laughs> she came died. back from the grave <laughs> uh 
but like I, I continue to watch WD because I have the network to watch all the old stuff on. And I'm like, yeah, let me check out the new stuff. She might be the only thing in WWE now that is really worth watching. Like she has the rock levels of charisma. Hmm. And when her episode aired with Bo-Katan originally, uh, I, I got so excited and I'm like, she has two lines in it. She, she stands in the background the whole time. It's the same thing here. Like, I feel like you, you went out of your way to get somebody who is basically the female version of the rock and not use her. Uh, what they use her for, I mean, you get a couple of moves in here, but I mean, I'm hoping they, they do it more with her later on. But that big shot with her and uh, uh, Bo-Katan and, and Ming-Na Wen and, and Gina Carano coming down the hall, it didn't have everything that we complained about in the Avengers. And again, if anybody thinks that we're just, oh, you know, uh, they're pushing female characters, it's the way they push them. The way that they pushed, you know, Ray in Star Wars mm. was wrong. The way that they pushed Jin in Rogue One was wrong. The way that they pushed Princess Leia is right. This is doing it right. Wonder Woman did it right. Captain Marvel did it wrong. The, the, we're going to have this massive shot and draw all your attention to the fact it's like, look, it's all the female Avengers in one shot. This just did it. And I'm like, oh, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it wasn't until afterwards where somebody pointed out where I'm like, oh, they were doing like the Avenger shot. I didn't even think of it until you just pointed it out then. Like, yeah, I there just, you go. I, I'm watching that scene. Oh, like, this is badass. Like these, you know, I, these characters, it doesn't bother to me like who they are. Like they're just kicking ass and taking, you know, names and stuff like that. Like it was great. Um, and yeah, like I, I love the action in this episode. Like I, I also like when, um, when the Mandalorian's like kicking ass as well. And, but like, seeing Luke in full flight, like, wow, like finally kind of that. But I just want to like Katie sack off. Sorry. I just, I feel like I need to talk about her oh. again. Um, just, it's funny. Cause like when I worked at Sanity, I remember like selling Battlestar Galactica and I always remember seeing her on the cover going, okay, yeah, she looks all right. And then I think probably my first, actually no, Nip Tuck would have been before Big Bang Theory. Cause I know like there was kind of the ongoing joke, like back when Big Bang Theory was like really, really funny when it was before, I always think it was before Howard got married when Howard was just like a sleazy little shit. And he yeah. would have his like he would have a bath, and like he would be having like a fantasy that he was sharing a bath with Katie <laughs> Sackoff, and like she would just be like, "You tell me how this is your fantasy. I can do whatever you want," or something like that. Like it was just, she just seems like such a fun person, and her character in Nip Tuck basically was like this kind of rebellious sort of anesthesiologist who kind of like Sean got involved with Dylan Dylan Walsh. And then basically in the big season five finale, it, it's revealed that she's a con artist and basically she's got like five different lives and she's lying and she's basically like a murderer and a serial killer. For whatever reason in season six, they Katie Sackhoff couldn't return. So they recast her character rather than just writing a character out. To which they got fucking Rose McGowan and no. <laughs> completely destroyed <laughs> the character. Uh, what is that Hollywood's go-to replacement? She's like she's like Don uh, the Don Cheadle of women, basically. But like like you could not have complete polar opposites of the character, like Katie Sackoff, like playing this fun like character, like just believing everything to Rose McGowan. Oh, <laughs> so when she gets killed in season six, you're cheering basically. Um, but oh, this woman, Katie, and she she's like Ming Na Wen. She doesn't age. She looks incredible. Mm. She's got to be in her forties or fifties. Katie Sackoff, surely doesn't she? I, I thought she was older than she was because I, I think I looked it up and she's probably like late 30s or something, but I don't know. Really? Maybe oh, she's only 40. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah, wow. there you go. She must like, well, she up. looks her age. She still, <laughs> she still looks great. But um, look, I, look, we only wanted to keep this episode half an hour, Colin. Just shut me up, please, because we're going to be forever. This is Star Wars. Okay, let's, let's quickly talk about the Book of Boba Fett and then we'll just uh, touch on uh, the, the season as a whole here. Book of Boba Fett. Uh, there has been a lot of confusion, which uh, I guess has unofficially been cleared up today. This is a new TV series. It is not 
He's in three. It's not a Mandalorian Fett. It is going to be the Boba Fett show, uh, which is a long time coming because George Lucas had all the way back when he launched the Clone Wars animated series, he had a live action TV show in the works, which was called Star Wars Underworld. And some of the footage that has been released now, but Boba Fett was supposed to be a massive part of that show, uh, which was going to take place like in between episodes three and four. When they launched the anthology series, you know, Solo and Rogue One, Boba Fett was supposed to be the third film. Josh Trank was going to do it. He did the great Fantastic Four reboot. Uh, and then a break from Star Wars afterwards. And they shelved the movie. And they kept talking about, oh, yeah, we'll eventually come back to Boba Fett. The fact that they found a way to tie it into The Mandalorian and that we're not going to get, to be honest, I don't want a Boba Fett prequel series. It, it is a bit of a stretch that he's still alive. Yeah. And I like that they don't explain why he's still alive in this series. I want Temuar Morrison in this. So if you have to age the character and have Temuar Morrison, that is one of the things that surprised me the most as much hatred as people had for the prequels for the longest time is that people love Temuar Morrison as Jango Fett. Yeah. And to have him back as Boba Fett was such a different spin of the character. It's really exciting that that tease at the end where we get into Jabba's palace and you see Bib <laughs> Fortuna, like 300 pounds, which I just love the idea that whoever sits in that seat becomes a glutton. So we're going to see a 300-pound Temuera Morrison next season or something like that. This just goes with the territory. Boba Fett taking over Jabba's empire. I mean, you're not stuck just on Tatooine because the Huts have control over like of the Outer Rim, basically. It's such an exciting idea that he would become the godfather, and that that's what I'm thinking the series is going to be. It's going to be Boba Fett as the godfather. Didn't what's his face? Didn't Bib, Bib Fortuna die in Return of the? I mean, I guess only Boba Fett. So did they both <laughs> fall into the Sarlacc? No, I don't think Bib Fortuna did. I think he just sort of disappears. We'll have to hmm. we'll have to revisit it. And apparently, I'm saying here that it was the original actor Matthew Wood. Uh, oh, nice! It was the same actor who played him, so that's really good. Yeah, like, because like I was confused because I'm sort of watching on my phone and the Luke stuff happens, and then I look and there's still like ten minutes to go, and I'm like, hey. yeah. So the credits are going to go for 10 minutes. So I kind of skipped <laughs> forward and saw it. And like, as soon as I saw Jabba's palace and then they go inside, I'm like, oh, what's going yeah. on here? Like, and actually one, one of the theory videos, I, it made complete sense and it didn't click with me because like when Boba kind of just disappeared before they, they rescued him and then like Luke shows up, like it actually made sense where they were like, well, that makes complete sense that Boba Fett had to disappear because if Boba Fett was there when Luke showed up, he would have yeah. tried to kill Luke because Luke <laughs> yeah, exactly. basically killed him, right? So, like, kind of, you couldn't have them together at the same time. But, oh, that was that was epic, like, the ending of it. And, like, I feel like we spend a lot of our time bagging out Disney for Star Wars and everything, and a lot of people do. But, like, I, this is where you've got to, I think, really praise Disney because they could have easily just announced the Book of Boba Fett on that day, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of... But, like, I don't think anyone had an idea. So, for them to just kind of drop this and go, like, the Book of Boba Fett coming soon... Like, this was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, they did a very yeah. good job with the marketing of well, this episode. Especially since Boba Fett had appeared at the time yeah. they made those announcements. It would have been natural to be like, oh, he's getting his ones like Ahsoka. Yeah. So, to leave one thing as a surprise, you know, to get people excited yeah, was great. And um, I, I love how like, his revenge, like, when he sits down and he crosses his arms and it's just like, yeah. you know. And, like, yeah, more tomorrow, Morris. Good for him. He's, I'm glad he's mm -hmm. gone from Aquaman's dad back to Boba Fett. So, and also there's one little bit I loved in that episode, in the episode. And also, can we just say this was directed by the dude who did Ant-Man. I only discovered that. I one. know of all the great directors they had this, like, again, nothing against Peyton Reed, yeah. but this season they had like Robert Rodriguez and, yeah. and Bryce Dallas Howard and everything. And Peyton Reed, I, he did two episodes this season. He also did uh, the frog lady one. So oh, right. um, okay. yeah, he's, but he's the new favorite. I love that bit when kind of like he's having a bit of a fight um, with Bo-Katan and that, and then kind of was there like, 
you're not a real Mandalorian. Like, you know, I've, I've heard your voice all the time. Like, you're just a clone. Like, you're nothing but a dirty clone yeah. or whatever. Which, again, like, it's confusing because one episode he is now a Mandalorian, but now he's not. Like, is this meant to be, like, a up in the air? Because I know in some media they say that Boba Fett isn't or Jango Fett wasn't a Mandalorian, but now they've kind of said he is. Like, do you understand yeah, all that? Yeah, I mean, until we really get the background, the character, we don't know. But if you have to really see the Clone Wars series to get what the Mandalorians are, which is why this entire series, every time people would refer to, I still get bothered when people refer to, you know, uh, the Pedro Pascal's character as a Mandalorian. I'm like, he's not a Mandalorian. Mm. <laughs> Bo-Katan explains it a little bit in this season, you know, that like a religious cult. But the Mandalorians are just like the official army or whatever of Mandalore. But uh, right. yeah, it's always sort of been up there. I think even when Attack of the Clones came out, George Lucas said, like, oh, Jango Fett and Boba Fett are not Mandalorians. They just modeled themselves after them. Maybe we'll get more of that in the Book of Boba Fett, which, by the way, is a terrible title. Uh, <laughs> it is. The Book it of is. Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to watch it now because I don't do books. So, <laughs> Well, we know you don't. Yeah. Uh, well, let's quickly throw to this. And if uh, 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 it Patrick. If, 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 if it doesn't end up happening, this got cut from the episode. <laughs> We will play but, a funny. I just want to say a shout out to Patrick because Patrick's. We we joked about him messaging me, but he actually he messaged me. I think before you'd seen, it. he's like, "Oh my god, Ben, you've got to watch Matt Lauren." And like, "Oh my god, Patrick, I've already seen it." And so yeah. we were talking about it, and I was saying like, "Oh, I'm telling Colin to watch it," and he's like, "We have to do an episode." So this episode basically <laughs> exists because of Patrick, and yeah, exactly. I feel bad because Patrick's like. No, Ben, just you and I have to do an episode. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll ask Colin. No, Ben, just you and I have to do an episode. So, Patrick, I, I, I will sit here right now and I will promise that I will do an episode with you on something at some point. Um, I appreciate yeah. that I have one fan out there that isn't related you know to me. So, thank we'll you. We'll bring him on for episode one of the Mandalorian uh, series when we yes. when we start from the beginning. And how old are you? Um, is Patrick under 18? He still is, yes. Okay, so, I, so Pat, well, actually, I'll rephrase that. Wait till the that. restraining order I is will, up. I will do an episode with you, just you and I, when you're over 18. <laughs> Before then, Colin will have to be on there for legal reasons. Yeah, exactly. There there, there are restraining orders and uh, quarters and stuff like that that need to be followed. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I had so many other things I wanted to reply the other day when you posted a picture. I knew you, you would. <laughs> I was like, should I type? Should I type in? Like, no, let me just comment well, on this, his expression. This I'm, like, I'm, thinking like, I'm thinking like, Colin probably won't do that because some people might not get the joke. That's like when like Jamie posted that picture or you posted that picture and I basically just said like, are you sure she was at Superstore? Like, I yeah, so wanted yeah, to okay. type like, oh, she was off fucking another man. And I'm thinking, no. Because, like, people who don't know the podcast wouldn't get the joke and think I'm being a dick. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but, yeah, let's throw to my nephew here uh, who was last on Terminator Dark Fate because he, he gets into his rants and stuff like that. So let's let's let him share his thoughts. Well, well, well. Three weeks, maybe a little over a month since I've made my death threats to James Cameron. And now, I'm not about to send any death threats today, okay? I'm sorry for that, but I needed to speak my mind. Today, I'm about to give a lot of credit and a lot of excitement because the Mandalorian season finale and the whole season was amazing. So, but I did have one issue, which was, why didn't you explain how Bubble Fett got out of the out of the monster? Like that was one simple job. You had one simple job. Just explain it. I just wanted to know, except you didn't. So that made it a little bit of a eh for me. But I love Bubble Fett. 
I love how they are tying up the Clone Wars and the um, and Mandalorian together a little bit. I love the Soka. I love that episode. Uh, I'm just so excited. I don't know. I don't know how the story is going to take it. I love the dark saber. I love the. I love everything about it, especially Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and uh, I can't believe it, but I'm quoting back to Terminator when we mentioned the one thing that was good about it was the CGI and the de aging technology. The de aging for Luke Skywalker. I loved it. I just can't believe how they did it. It was great. Grogu's gone. He might still be in the show. There might be some connections. But we'll see what happens after that. And then there was the end where it's the book of Boba Fett. And I'm, I'm excited for that as well. I'm really looking forward to that. To seeing what it has to offer. And maybe that will help explain how Boba Fett um, got out of the monster spelly thing. My rating. I loved it. If you're listening to this, why did you watch it first? Like, seriously, you're going to listen to us give our compliments on this when you haven't even watched it yet? Jeez. Go and watch it. And uh, if you have Disney+, Plus, go ahead, watch it. If you don't have Disney+, Plus, buy it. Get it. It's low price. And now starting um, the new streaming service of Star, so now we're going to watch 18 plus programs. You know? I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see what happens next with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Or, as I'll nickname it, Dave Baloney. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was very cringy. Very cringy. But yeah, I think this is the best thing that's ever happened. I mean, I can't believe it. it's one of the best things Star Wars has ever had, ever, Disney has ever done. And I can't believe that. Um, this is the best. That was the best day that I had in my life when I watched the movie. Hey, that's my... Yeah? Supper? Oh, cheeseburger macaroni! This is the best day of my life! I'll see you later, folks! Goodbye! To me, he wasn't joking, and he was like, I need I to know. tell you all a serious thing. I have cancer. And we're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> we should really listen to it before we include it on the episode. Uh, what are you going to do with this one? I think I'm buying it. I mean, I'm oh, assuming you're buying it. I'm buying it, it absolutely. Uh, I mean, look, yeah, I think kind of when... when, when we will recap these episodes. We'll maybe you'll talk about that in a second. But like, I think kind of, I never watched this with the gaze of thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have to buy rent or bin this. But like, this could have been the worst episode. This could have been Last Jedi levels of shit. But if that last five minutes was how it was, I'd still be buying it. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. it's on that. It's like Rogue One. I mean, I think maybe I rented Rogue One, but I mean that's obviously a bit longer. But um, I mean th- this I think incited more of a reaction from me than Rogue One did because I'm pretty sure I knew that I was expecting a Darth Vader appearance in Rogue One. Like, I think yeah. I had been spoiled. Whereas this, I had no clue. I had absolutely... Mm. And this this is where... And this is why, like, I'm glad I ended up watching this one I did because I don't doubt I would have been spoiled um, based on the reactions I've seen on social media. Even just the, oh, my God, this is the best episode of TV ever. Yeah. Like, these kind of things. Like, I would have just been overthinking. Like, you, oh, my you're God, good, what's Yeah, you're going to be expecting something. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which you know, I'm glad I watched this. It was pretty much, I think, within an hour of it being released on Disney Plus. So, mm-hmm. for that alone, and this is one of those event things where you're you're gonna remember where you were when this happened and <laughs> like that moment. So yeah, buy buy it for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying it too. And, and again, just to back up what I said at the beginning, I don't even think this is the best episode of the season. I think the last five minutes is the best thing I've ever seen on The Mandalorian. Maybe one of the best things I've ever seen in Star Wars. 
if I were to rank this season as a whole, you know, just sort of looking at the eight episodes here, this might be four or five for me. These, but these... that last moment pushes it over the top. I would buy this even without the last moment, but the last moment pushes it over the top. I think, you know, in the entire Disney era of Star Wars, there's only been two moments to me which have, like, brought this reaction from me, and it was the Darth Maul appearance in Solo and this. Um, because, like, mm. again, the Darth Vader one I sort of was expecting... Han's death was kind of at a point where it was like, it was so like, okay, he's about to die. You know Something's going to happen here. Like it was still shocking. Like I remember sitting in that cinema and they're like, literally a pin could drop. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it was kind of like, okay, I know this was about to happen. Um, but no, between the, and yeah, I would say that was it. The, this and the, the Darth Maul appearance in, in Solo were the only two that have really been like, <gasps> there was one more for me. It was, uh, everything when we get Luke's appearance at the end of the Last Jedi, oh, yeah. and you think it's real until you realize, oh, this isn't real. Then it's just deflate. <laughs> oh, I, I, actually, the the last the one I was seeing with Luke's appearance was End of Force Awakens, maybe when you saw Luke, because I was kind of oh, maybe yeah. expecting that to just end, but then all of a sudden, yeah, you sort exactly. of get him, and like you kind of, it was kind of similar in a way, because like when you see the 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 robe right, and you kind of see the hand, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, yeah. and it's like it's Luke. You see the common. <laughs> trend here that anytime luke shows up it's the greatest thing that disney can oh, do so keep, what a man <laughs> keep him on retainer <laughs> uh anyways you can listen to our other christmas coverage which i'm guessing uh we're gonna have two more christmas movies surviving that we're covering christmas tomorrow and then Elf on surviving christmas yeah so and surviving the best we go- of on saturday so we're, we're gonna have the a best week. week in the history of the oz network mandalorian into one of the worst christmas movies ever made apparently into what many people consider one of the best Christmas movies ever made, whether or not we agree with it, and then the best of of the best of year of the best of podcast. <laughs> we've got, I mean, I think, and I think we're kind of basically on a page that Wonder Woman probably won't be reviewed until next year. Just uh, spoiler alert, uh, I'm getting married in a week. Um, <laughs> it's happening. It's finally happening. Somebody's <laughs> gone from engagement to, to wedding. It's uh, all very And it's one minute. of our lucky listeners. <laughs> Find out who tomorrow. <laughs> We're doing an episode reveal tomorrow. Uh, is it Chris you got the names in the hat? undercover? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who will it be? Or is it Jamie? She finally. <laughs> but uh, so basically I'll be MIA for a week in between uh, Christmas and, and New Year's. So, and I guess Colin probably has a family he might have to attend to once this year. So uh, Wonder Woman, I think, will probably release, unless it like we legitimately get it on VOD on Christmas Day and that maybe we can watch it on Christmas night and then maybe Boxing Day, if I'm not too drunk, I can join in and review it. So we've built up to Wonder Woman, but it will come. And this is all dependent on whether or not Canada gets anything outside of theatrical release, which is great considering Canada shut down all the theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. (laughs) When we literally saw the Santa Claus, like, what was that? Three weeks ago, we got talking to the guy at the cinema and he's like, Oh, you should keep an eye on our website. We've got some great Christmas movies we're showing in the coming weeks before Christmas. Two days later, BC shut down all cinemas. So yeah. Good on you. Thanks. Yep. Uh, but hopefully wonder woman to come and all the Christmas stuff. And, uh, Mandalorian, eventually. We, we will cover this from the beginning. Uh, I think our plan... We'll, we'll have to see whether we catch up with this before Season 3 airs or before Obi-Wan. We know we're going to cover Obi-Wan. One way or the other, we're going to do that one from uh, the Obi-Wan's beginning. Obi-Wan's happening no matter what. 
Um, yeah. Whether or not, I mean, I guess we would. Are we just gonna uh, like review, recap them each week? Or I mean, I guess we could. Yeah, we'll probably do well, a week we? by week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're the first time we've ever done that. Like, I mean, we were gonna do that with nine one one, didn't we? But we obviously ultimately never did. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, no, like I, I, I think this is a obviously a short enough show. I mean, it's literally sixteen episodes, so I think we could maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a I'm a sucker for completion. I like to keep things full. I would really like to maybe take the opportunity to spare a six hour time slot and do the Rise <laughs> of Skywalker just so that we've done them all. Yeah. Um. So maybe that could be something too. But um. Yeah. No. Uh. Bring on the. You think we're excited for Luke up here and like? Come on, we're the. the oh. The Obi Wan and Anakin lovers. That moment, Anakin show. Like they've announced that he's going to be in it. He'll probably show up in the final five minutes of the final episode. But that'll be enough for me. <laughs> there he is, beautiful Hayden Christensen. Oh, Ben and I have already ordered our depends. Oh, uh, just in anticipation no of idea. episode one. <laughs> I like, like, like we we were not weren't old enough to. I mean, we all love Luke, of course, but we weren't there at the time it was released. My mum was like in love with Mark Hamill in her entire life. Like that's Hayden Christensen to us and Natalie Paul. But <laughs> yeah. Hayden Christensen. So like for him, like there he is, there he is. <laughs> he still doesn't like sand. Oh. <laughs> and the teaser had sand in it, as you mentioned. <laughs> like it reveals Obi Wan in sand. Like, like I really hope. Like I don't think John Favreau is involved, but I really hope they keep the same sort of tone with anything like that that they can like play into the jokes. Like there's just got to be one sand reference. There has to be. Come on. Oh, let's please. Uh, so join us for more Star Wars stuff next year now that we're over the disappointment of the Rise of Skywalker. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us, literally. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Colin, and Mandalorian plus Luke Skywalker equals fully crapped pants. And my name is Ben, and oh, Katie Sackhoff, McNabbin. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.